Hello and welcome to Everything Birds today. I'm your host, Liam O'Neill. Happy to have you along here. It's been quite snowy here today. Um, actually, last night we got the hardest hit. There's just a snowstorm that came through. We probably got five inches, but then um, the rain came. But I made sure to fill up all my bird feeders before that came to give the birds a little extra um, support to get through the night. Um, and I've actually had two pileated woodpeckers that have visited my double tail prop feeder, so that's pretty cool. Um, but today we'll be talking about um, like what birds face, like poaching, climate change, all that stuff, and how what you can do to help them. Um, but first, we've got our jokes. What's a penguin's favorite salad? Iceberg lettuce. <laughs> what bird needs to wear a wig? A bald eagle. <laughs> Why do ducks fly south? Because it's too far to walk. So our bird of the day today is a red-tailed hawk. So the description, most red-tailed hawks are rich brown above and pale below with a streaked belly and on the wing underside a dark bar between the shoulder and the wrist. The tail is usually pale below and cinnamon red above. Um, that's where they get their red-tailed hawk. And uh, though in young birds, it's brown and banded. Dark morph birds are all chocolate brown with a warm red tail. Rufus morph birds are reddish brown on the chest with a dark belly. I've seen some of those dark morphs on this um, Birding in Indiana Facebook group, and they're pretty cool. They, they, don't, they, they do not resemble red-tailed hawks at all. Our fun facts. Red-tailed hawks can't move their eyes. They have to turn their head to see to the side. So I think it's so weird that there's such incredible hunters, yet they, they can't move their eyes. They have to turn their head. Um, and red-tailed hawk hawks hunt from the air they can spot a mouse from a hundred feet up in the air about 10 stories high that's 30 meters i yeah they're such incredible hunters and here's another fun fact hollywood has dubbed over the call of a bald eagle with that of the red-tailed hawk to toughen up the symbol of america so whenever you see a red like an eagle in a movie and they're like that's like not actually their sound that's like the red-tailed hawk uh sound to put in there to like toughen them up because bald eagles don't sound like tough at all they sound like little <laughs> they do not red-tailed hawks sound way more tough than them um and their diet uh they eat mammals such as voles rats rabbits and ground squirrels often majority of their prey and also eat many birds up to the size of a pheasant and reptiles especially snakes sometimes eats bats frogs toads insects various and various other creatures and may feed on carrion. So, um, yeah, my friend, they, uh, my friend's family, they just got a new baby, like, king puppy, King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, and they, they don't let it out in their yard. Um, they have to walk it because they're scared that the, um, they don't have a fence, but they're also scared that the red-tailed hawk could grab it because, I mean, those things are a little bit, that could very well happen. Um, and, so today we're going to be talking about climate change and what uh, what hardships birds have to face. I know they have to face a lot, but um, like climate change and poaching, 
all that stuff. So, um, deforestation is a huge one and for like logging and also like bamboo plantations and all that stuff. I don't know if that affects the birds so much as the mammals, but that is a big one. And so the Philippine eagle, this eagle is super cool looking, but it's really endangered. It's the rarest eagle in the world. Um, and it, it lives in the Philippines, <laughs> you know, its name, but it's been really harmed by logging and deforestation there. And then, yeah, that just affects all, like, I, our planet is, um, is, it's such a good show to, like, informs everyone about climate change and everything. It's, it's really, uh, incredible, but they, they talk about the Philippine eagle there and everything. And that just, it's, it's, it's probably one of my favorite shows. And so, uh, climate change, that's also really affecting, um, really affecting birds. So climate change is a growing concern for penguins that live in Antarctica. These, these species, like, uh, I think it, uh, I think it's mainly, um, Adeli and Emperor, but I think some other ones spend a little time there. Species depend on sea ice for access to food and for places to breed, but the sea ice has been disappearing, and penguin popula populations are disappearing too. And in 2008, a WWF study estimated that 50% of the emperor penguins and 75% of the Adeli penguins would likely decline or disappear if global average temperatures rise above um, pre-industrial by just 2 degrees Celsius, a scenario that could be reached in less than 40 years. So the, that is just one like prime example of climate change, how it's affecting. And it's like, don't even get me started on the polar bears. I mean, it's just that that's what our planet is doing too. And I mean, with polar bears, it's threatening seals and they feed on, they need seals to feed their young. And it's just like, there's a lot of great footage in our planet about them. Um, but here's one, here is a, uh, here's a, um, Thing that you can do easily to help per, like help birds and you can just keep your cat inside if you have a cat you might uh let it outside run free or you might just uh keep it inside but if you have it i really want to ask you to just keep it inside because this is this is big cats are um also a humongous threat to kill birds killing an average 1.3 to 4.0 billion birds each year billion i was shocked when i heard that um i yeah they're like when i'm going bird watching in our neighborhood there's like cats that just roam around i'm like uh, yeah they just they just they, i don't even know if they eat the birds it's just their instinct to kill them but um you can just keep indoors and like help birds a lot uh so other ways you can help stop climate change is going vegetarian so my sister um she went vegetarian and it, she does it more for the environmental impact than the, um, than like the animals itself. But she cares about them too. Uh, she just does it like because being shipped and everything, those animals, they the trucks let out all that carbon, so that's really bad. I did, I actually did a whole project in social studies about the environmental impacts of a wool sweater, and it's crazy how much environmental impacts what like a single wool sweater can have. It, it, like the the sheep like they release methane gas and in their poop and then that goes up and then it, that the transportation and like 
all the electricity that's used there. That's it's terrible. Um, and just turning off your lights. Turn that. That's such an easy thing. You can just flip the switch early, a little bit earlier. If like, I don't know. Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, you don't need like all the lights on or something, but you can. You can do that, and that would really help. Um, or you can donate to an organization like uh, World Wildlife Foundation. I think that's what it stands for, WWF. And they are really great. Um, I've donated to them a lot. And if you're a kid, so a lot of these like, people are like, kids are like, how, well, how can I help? But if you're a kid, you can join uh, Greta Thunberg. She's in a Swedish environmental activist or like climate change activist. Um, and she... She just, she started this when she was like, uh, how old was she? She must have been, I don't know, it was a couple years ago and she's 18 now. But she started a school strike for climate change every Friday. And she would sit in front of the Swedish parliament and she would just sit there with a sign that say, said like, school strike for climate. I don't know, in Swedish, school strike for climate. And now lots of people and kids around the world are joining her. And I just saw one of her um, Twitter posts, or Twitter, I think it was. And it said that it's, she, she just did her, uh, that last Friday, she just did her 128th school strike for climate. And every Friday she just sits there. But, I mean, now she's, uh, she does it um, now she just does it from Zoom because of the whole COVID thing. And so I think that's really cool that she does that. And I like lots of kids around the world have doing it. And she like she just like she just joins all the protests and like she still has her uh first sign that she made. Um so I think that's really cool. But I think I've covered most everything there. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Everything Birds, and will you please subscribe and rate to my podcast, and thank you for listening. Bye.